Hey, Dana. Hey, Kristen. I'm always the one that says hi first. <laughs> I like it. I don't like to hold the, the responsibility of doing the intro. You know how bad I am at intros. I feel like, isn't that what they say when um, you're like in a negotiation with somebody? You don't speak first. Oh, right? like, are it's we in been a negotiation? my plan all along. Yes. <laughs> I just want to have the upper hand. You do. You have all the power. <laughs> no, seriously, you guys, if you could just see all of the intro, <laughs> all of the introductions that I've done and and redone combined, it's got to be like a hundred. Like it's a lot. I'm not. Perfectionism is intros. real. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, but that's not why we're here. Why are we here, Kristen? <laughs> We're here to sort of recap our first two episodes and give a little preview of our last episode. Um, One, because I think the last two were really important. And two, because editing the set third and fourth episode of the series are going to be very time consuming, quite honestly, because they're deep. They're really deep and super... I, I feel like the episode, episodes, the time we talked spoke to to Chris could have gone on for hours. Oh, yeah. It was we so intriguing. Talking. We could have kept talking. It so, was so good. <laughs> I think a, a goal of ours is is always trying to keep it within an hour, hour and 15 minutes, but these are going to be pretty meaty. So mm-hmm. just get ready. We'll make it worth the wait, everyone. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Um we we try I and mean, we we tell all of our guests this, right? Like we don't typically send a lot of the questions beforehand or anything. We really like to have just organic, good conversation and make it more about um, make it more conversation based rather than like interview based. And um, this was a conversation that just was really rich and it, it like we said could have lasted all night. But we wanted to kind of recap what's happened so far. So. Kristen and I, when, um, when the killing of George Floyd happened, Kristen and I both knew that we wanted to do something to be part of the progress and be part of the education and spend time to educate ourselves and figure out how we wanted to do that on our podcast. And so, so far we've had two guests on that have been part of that, have been part of the the education and have been part of the positive change that we hope is happening and will continue to happen. So our first guest that we had on on this mini series was Shanoa Williams. And she is somebody that was one of the organizers for the March for Justice in Glastonbury, Connecticut. And um, the second guest that we've had on is Jen Wilson. And um, she is somebody that led diversity training in um, Windsor Public Schools and has done a lot of personal work and um, has two biracial children, is married to a black man, and um, divulged a lot about her family's struggles, her children's struggles, and, um, and really educated us and brought a lot of call to actions to our, to our listeners. So um, we kind of wanted to summarize i guess those two episodes and hope that you guys have listened to them and if you haven't definitely check them out but we wanted to talk about what we've learned so far so Kristen, what did you learn from Shanoa that you you're going to carry with you throughout this i really felt listening to her and age doesn't always speak of you know 
maturity or immaturity, but um, her being 19 years young, old, whatever you want to say, um, really put me back into the space of like, this could, this is one of my students, right? Like that could have very well been one of my students five years ago, her sitting in my classroom, feeling the way that she was feeling as she spoke about her experiences in, in her class, in her public classroom, public school classroom, and really taking to heart, like, this conversation that I'm having with this woman, this young woman, is really one that I want to think about how she was feeling when she was in eighth grade, seventh grade, sixth grade. That's what I do. I teach middle school students in a, a predominantly um, black African-American community, um, Latino, so a, a large minority population. And when she spoke about, you know, what can I, as a white teacher, for all intents and purposes, I'm white, um, I appear white, um, what can I do to really support the students of color in my classroom? And and I'm going to take that with me is like really just owning, hey, this is who I, this is who I look like, right? But what I want to do is continue to educate myself, educate all of you. I will not stand for any kind of, you know, racism in this classroom and uh, to me, I'm very much like a, I don't like to hear it. Nobody likes to hear that we're wrong or insensitive, but I want you to call me on my stuff. You know, I want you to say like, hey, that wasn't fair what you did with the student because a lot of the times we don't see it. We don't, we, if, if it's so natural and autopilot and ingrained in us, then it, it just keeps happening, unfortunately. And that's the system. Like that's exactly what is set up that we're trying to break through this educating of ourselves. So what I will carry in September when I open my doors to my students is that, you know, how can I bring more of that to my classroom and then to the hallways and then to the greater um, scope of the building, really. Um, and I know that there are phenomenal teachers in that building, Jen Wilson being one of them, um, who have done a lot of work. Um, you know, I think of all the faces and I don't want to say all their names because I don't want to give too much away. Not everyone has agreed to be on this podcast, but I have a wonderful group of teachers that I work with that I choose to focus my time and my energy on and continue to grow one another. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting back in the classroom and sharing myself and this education with my students and also receiving it from them. So I'm excited about that. Um, but I'm curious, how, how did you feel about that episode? Cause you were really the catalyst of that episode. Yeah. So, um, what was really interesting for me is actually Shanoa and I went through the same school system. Um, we're both from this pretty affluent town in Connecticut, um, primarily white town. And I was raised to be colorblind. I was raised to just love people. And, um, and I, I don't necessarily think that that meant that I was, you know, a bad person. I didn't realize what I was doing was anything wrong or, or anything like that growing up. It wasn't until I got a little bit older that I realized like, no, I should, you know, we should be celebrating our differences and we should be seeing each other for who we are. And, um, and I honestly, I didn't realize that 
that this racism was so alive in this town. I did not know that. I had no idea that um, Shanoa, that people like Shanoa experienced racism, that uh, my black friends from high school felt different. Like that's not something that even crossed my mind when I was in high school, you know? Yeah. And so it, it, it created a lot more, um, I think empathy for me. And, um, it made me really want to understand what's going on in this town a little bit more and, um, try to try to just do better as a, as a citizen of this town. Also, uh, she talked about black trans rights and how black trans people were really people that that started the lgbtq plus movement and um so that is something you know um that i i just i'm one of those people that like i said raised colorblind like doesn't matter if you're gay it doesn't matter if you're trans like if you're a good person that's all that matters and i will love you and i just i don't care who you are um and i it made me numb to the fact that people are mistreated for the color of their skin. They are mistreated for being trans. They are mistreated for being gay. Like, it's something that I just didn't see because of that. And that's what makes it, you know, wrong, I think, to be, to not see the differences. And so um, it's made me just spend more time looking into that. And so I really appreciate that from Shanoa. Um so definitely listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Um, and after after we spoke with Shanoa, we got to speak with Jen Wilson. And really, Kristen, you were the catalyst for that. And I know you know Jen very well. And um, you learned a lot from Jen, both from our episode and just from being her friend, from being a, you know, working together and taking some of her training. So can you speak a little bit about the trainings that you've done with Jen and, and why you wanted to have her on our podcast? Yeah. And it's, I didn't expect, like, I had no expectations other than I knew Jen was going to be an amazing speaker um, on our episode. Um, I didn't know what she would feel comfortable diving into or not. And I think what Chris's episode is going to bring up is that there's a lot of depth to this. There's left, right, up and down to all of it. And it's complicated. Um, but the, there is one fact about it all is that there is like biases. Everyone has biases or um, biasy. I don't know if that's the correct word, but, um, we all have bias of some sort. And what Jen really brought to light for me, you know, years ago in the training that she, like, this isn't new for her. This isn't something that she started four months ago, four weeks ago. This is something that I, I think it was four or five years ago we did together. And the way that she started the training was, this may have been the second round of it, but I'm trying to keep it all straight because she's done several, was showing us images though, current Im images, not like images from 1960, 1970s, 80s, 90s. These are images that were in magazines, on the internet, in um, actually at, at like a public pool. Um, so one of them that stuck out to me was uh, an ad for, I don't know, it was some deo uh, a razor or something like that or a deodorant or something where a black man was holding an afro, he had a shaved head, and the tagline was, re-civilize yourself. So basically like his afro wasn't civilized, you know, and... and, wow. and that's a, that's probably a whole nother episode about um, 
just culture in African-American and right. African-American people and their hair and so on. And I don't even want to touch it because I am very ignorant. I just know it's a big deal. Um, and then another poster that literally, and I think I said this in the intro, had, it was a pool safety poster that was hung up at the town pool. And I'm not going to say which town. And, you know, it was a cartoon and all kids of color, white, black, and in between were running around the pool or walking around the pool, depicted around the pool. And every white kid was doing the correct thing. Everything that was a no-no and that had the big circle with the red X through it was a black child. Like jumping in the pool, splashing kids in the pool. And it's like, this is literally hanging up all around us. So bringing to light these subliminal messages these mm-hmm. like really and, and and you know we we might flip through a magazine just going like I know for me when I flip through magazines I'm like add 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 this is silly this is silly I would have never stopped and thought and looked at what's being messaged to us and this is everywhere it's commercials right. you know you brought up a good point in one of the episodes about the um opioid epidemic right and how that's a white problem and how there's all these ads of like, let's help poor Johnny. You know, right. he just, he broke his knee or, you know, he had knee surgery and he got, he got on these pain meds and now he's addicted and he can't help it. Well, like, where were we during the crack cocaine epidemic? And right. Right. It, it, there's so many things. Um, and Jen, Jen brought up the um, marijuana right. issues where so many African-American black people are in jail still over charges over marijuana, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. now decriminalized. And who's profiting from the marijuana game now? White right. people with dispensaries. Right. It's like, phew. so, um, so the reason I wanted to have Jen on was like, she just helped start this process for me, um, and continued the process for me for a long time. Um, and I just, I, she's relatable. She's mm-hmm. relatable. She she lives it. She has firsthand experience with it. It's like she is the bridge. She she yes yes exactly. So she is a white woman, but she is married to. Um, in the episode, I think she said African American man, and I I want to try and get it as correct as possible. But mm-hmm. um, and she has two biracial babies, a, a male and a female, which I don't think you could get any. I, I don't know. I don't want to say I don't think you can get any better. Like, I think Jen is just phenomenal. Yeah, and I, right. I hold her close to my heart. But she, but... She's getting it from all angles, right? Yes. She gets the female aspect. She gets mm-hmm. the the minority aspect. She gets the... her. She was talking about her how her son is... He is bigger than... Like, taller and bigger than the other boys. Like, he is... You know, like she gets the masculine, like the most masculine of masculine and the, and the feminine side of it too, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's all these different angles. Um, and she's got like a bird's eye view and she's their mother. She is mama bear protecting her babies. And I think that's really what I got from the episode of like, she said it a few times, like that's somebody's baby. That's somebody's baby. And we just, we are... We have a responsibility mm. to look out for them. And like to me, that is so disarming. It's so disarming. Especially, and you said this in her interview, um, Kristen, that like George Floyd's video, he's calling out for his mother. Like that is disarming. Yeah. He is somebody's baby, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's really what it comes down to is this humanity that is touched on a lot in Chris's episode that like, 
yes, we have these differences. Yes, there are, and, and it's important to notice these differences because people are treated differently based on these differences, but we are all human. We're all human and we're all somebody's baby. And, and yeah. honestly, like, I, I think something that was so valuable about talking to her and our conversation with her is that I, I felt very comfortable asking her anything. And um, she has a real passion for education and a real passion for, for, um, for getting people to, to, be, to also be passionate about this. You know, she put this whole Google Doc together of resources, of documentaries, of books. She sent you and I videos, YouTube videos that actually we should add to that Google Doc. So we, we will, we will. Um, so if you haven't, it's in the details of her episodes, the Google Doc. Um, it's also on our website. So if you go to our website, followingthepodcast.com, and you go to um, at the top right-hand corner of our website, there's a black box that says guests. Click that, scroll down, um, find Jen's episode, and there is a link to her Google Doc where she has all of her resources. Like, I was just really inspired by her passion and her feeling like this is urgent. There's a sense of urgency behind this because, like, my kids are growing up. This is getting more. These are my babies. Yep, these are my babies, and they are getting more and more, like, a heavier and heavier dose of reality for what it is to be a person of color in this country. Um, mm. So I felt that. I really felt her sense of urgency and her passion. Um, and, then, and then we got to Chris. We, yeah. we, talk, we talked to Chris this past Saturday. And um, Chris is a yogi. He is a yoga teacher. He is a, a black man. He is a police officer in a urban urban city. Um, he is a marine, and he is a father of two girls. Drop the mic right there. That's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> so, I, mean, you know, I think there's there's probably more. There's, there's probably a more. There, but that's, there a, that's a lot. More. I mean, he was yeah. I mean, he's also born in South Carolina, right? And then moved up to New Haven, Connecticut, and um. Mm-hmm. um and when, you know, when we started talking about wanting to do a mini series on the Black Lives Matter movement and on racial injustice um, and systemic racism and what, what can we do, how can we contribute, I, I felt from the beginning that we should have a police officer on. And one of the reasons I felt really strongly about that is, and I've kind of, I've, I've referenced this a little bit in other, other episodes and kind of hinted at it but you know I one of the most important people from my past is a police officer he is somebody that I just I have a deep respect for and you know when I was in a relationship with him he is he's just the best of the best when it comes to that profession and and yeah maybe I'm biased because he's somebody that I I knew so so well Um, but he took his job so seriously and Everybody that I met from his department took their jobs very seriously and they were really good at what they did and they're just really good humans. Um, So it's a topic that's just, it's a little bit difficult, honestly, for me to talk about um, like police and and the Black Lives Matter movement because um, I, I care so much for for the police that I know and for police in general and I agree with what a lot of 
what Chris said is that most police officers are good and that they are kind of the fall guys for, for bad policies. And, um, and so I, I thought that it was important to get that perspective. And I think Chris's perspective is, is an especially unique one because of his background, because of his upbringing, because he has personally experienced racism and because he has, um, been on the job. And I think it's one of those things where just like you and I, Kristen, like what can we really say about being a black person in this country? Like we don't know. We don't mm-hmm. know. Just mm-hmm. like men talking about women's rights, like they really don't know. And we should all continue like you and I, that doesn't mean that you and I should stop trying to educate ourselves. That doesn't mean that men should stop trying to educate themselves. Like we should all be doing our best to educate ourselves about about different walks of life. But you and I, Kristen, we haven't put a badge on. A lot of people haven't put the badge on and we don't know what it's like to be a police officer. We don't. We just don't. And so I I think that it's 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 hard for a lot of people to talk about, honestly, because we don't really know what it's like. So I think it's really important to hear firsthand from a police officer what it's like to be on the job. And um, so our conversation just, it took off. It was a really good one. And we talk about yoga. We talk about the Black Lives Matter movement. We talk about police reform. We talk about, um, we kind of talk about it all, honestly. We talk about his daughters and his worries for his daughters and, and the Me Too movement kind of kind of thing. And, and I don't know, Kristen, what did you get from it? I Well, it's hard to say without, like, really spoiling it for people, honestly. Um, I just didn't, I knew it was important right? When we sat down, I knew it was important. I knew I wanted the perspective. I just was really blown away by how complex it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, I think we were talking about this before we started recording is like, I contradict myself. You contradict yourself. Chris contradicts himself because it's complicated. This yeah. is not cut and dry. It's not, oh gosh, I don't mean to use a bad um, analogy. It's not black and white, but like it's, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not black very, and white. very gray. I think the black and white of it is that's the common thread through all of our episodes is that people want to be treated like humans. Yes. Yep. We want to be more understanding of one another, really listen to each other and learn from each other and then be treated like humans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for who we are. And and, and and being innocent until proven guilty. Right. Not the other way around. Right. Right. And until that's true for everyone, I think we need to keep ha- having complicated, complex, difficult, and uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that, to me, was the unifying factor in all of these interviews. And Chris's is, to me, the pinnacle of... Yeah of this all. Um, not to say that the other ones, other interviews were not important, but to really hit on so many different aspects of it, um, felt compelling Mm -hmm. and inspiring in a way too. Like I never thought of it from that perspective. Oh yeah. You're bringing up a really good point there. And oh my goodness, I didn't think of this. So like that's what that's what we always wanted for our listeners is to be changed in some way for the better, hopefully, 
um, to be introspective. Um, and we also have two calls, um, two exercises or calls of action within the episode. I think you had one that came up and I had one that came up. So um, there's some work that we kind of give our listeners, you know, some prompting um, that hopefully, you know, you take and you, you try on. Yeah. And you know what? I just had this realization while you were talking just now, Kristen, is that I don't know that we could have gone as deep in Chris's episode had we not talked to Shanoa, had we not talked to Jen before, because we learned so much from both of them that I think it it almost gave us, um, uh, I guess, I guess one way to put it is it, it almost like empowered us to feel like to go deeper, like we need to go deeper True. because True. we need to we need to explore every avenue of this. And also, just you know, we both we know Chris is a yogi, and we know like I think we felt very comfortable with him, and um, and not that we didn't with the other two guests that we had on, but it was a very like free flowing conversation. And the other thing about it is, it was really active, present moment processing that was happening in that conversation because like you said all three of us kind of contradicted ourselves all three of us kind of said stuff that we backtracked on that we restated that we there were some long pauses to kind of gather our thoughts and I'm going to tell you I'm not editing any of it because it is important to hear that silence it's important to hear the difficulties that we the difficulties that we had in gathering our thoughts in gathering our opinions and in trying to express ourselves in a way that it just I think it really speaks to like you said Kristen the complexity of this discussion and the complexity of the topic and there's no one angle there's no Mm. one way to look at it there it's it's all it's multifaceted and um and so just to just to explain I I don't even know this is worth saying but like you know sometimes sometimes the the long pauses in interviews or the ums you know I'll edit out just to just to keep the flow up but I think this is one that I'm not going to because I think it's important to hear the silence and hear the the pauses because it it just kind of highlights the the difficulty of of this topic yeah so that's the recap the recap and the the preview Mm-hmm. of the past two episodes and the next two dare I say maybe three episodes yeah. um just depends um but uh I I'm happy that we're doing this I know that it was something that we kind of fought with ourselves and even people that were close to us like mm-hmm. do we do this do we publicly do this right. and I think that you and I decided that no matter what we will continue to follow our journey, our path, and this is part of what we're we're talking about with each other, with our families, with the people around us, internalizing, processing, and trying to do our best. So I really hope that everyone takes from these and processes with us, asks us questions, you know, maybe maybe comes on and, and, and talks with us and, mm-hmm. like, I love to learn. I love to share. I love to be enlightened, I guess, you know, like, like share your wisdom, share your thoughts. Let's talk this out because it's super powerful. It's super powerful. It is. And the, the, actually the last thing I want to say is that 
Kristen, I know that you and I both really value people's opinions. We really value what you what you have to say, what you think, and you are listeners. Um, and so if we are saying something that you feel like we could do better on, if we say something that you disagree with um, or that you agree with and you are, you know, you, you're, you're cheering us on, either way, we would love, we would love to hear from you. So please email us um, if, if we say something that you feel like we should, we could be improving. We, we feel like, you feel like you want us to go deeper on. You feel like you want us to cover more. Um, we are all about conversation and healing together and processing together. Um, there's always room for improvement. So email us um, following the podcast at gmail.com. Is that okay Perfect. to say, Kristen? I think that's perfect to say. You can also reach out Instagram, mm-hmm. following the podcast, Facebook. I don't know if anyone does that anymore, especially with podcasts. Kids but we're there too. Days. Kids yeah. these days. Listen, I'm an old lady. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, on Sunday, Chris's episode is going to be released. We hope that you listen, um, and we hope that you are as intrigued as Kristen and I were while we were talking to him. Awesome. I'll talk to you later, Dana. Okay, talk to you talk later, Talk to you Kristen. later, followers. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.